Awesome. Hey, um, can we, um, are you guys able to stand with me this morning? Just, uh, just relax, take it easy. Just, uh, yeah, I just feel, is it all right if I just kind of speak some words over you this morning? Is that all right? Just relax. When you, if you feel comfortable closing your eyes, position yourself to receive from the Holy Spirit this morning. Just clear your mind. Stop thinking about it. Don't, don't think about the other stuff. Just, just focus on, on Papa God this morning. Just really fine-tune your spirit so that uh, it becomes aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing this morning. And just stay, stay in tune. You know, I really believe that you're individually, you're, you're really getting better at connecting with the Holy Spirit. I think this is an area that you're growing in every day. I love how you have the attitude of coming to church and coming before God, the attitude that you have of just wanting to worship Him. I love how you've, you you, you are desperate and you're hungry for more of Papa God. You see his hand inside of your, your life and, and, and the people around you, your family members. You see how God touches them and you're so impressed. I thank you. I thank you for being lovers of God. Thank you that deep down inside of you, You just love to hang out with Jesus. It's not not a magic potion. It's not a magic trick. It's just you coming before your dad and saying, Dad, man, I really enjoy hanging out with you. I want to get to know you more. I want to know your heart's desires. I want them to be my desires. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. I love how your spirit loves his spirit. I love how during the week, it's busy with work, it's busy with the kids, it's busy with mum and dad, it's busy with school stuff, it's, it's busy, busy, busy. But you always make time to hang out with the Holy Spirit. You always make time in your heart. You say, Dad, it's busy. But I want to tell you I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you for what you've done in my life. I thank you for what you've done in my parents' life. I thank you for what you've done to my kids. I love that. The Holy Spirit loves that. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in our church. We thank you that you're growing us corporately and individually. We thank you, Papa God. That 2019, we get to know a little bit more about you. And we are going to grow more and more and deeper and deeper in our worship and our communication with you. We thank you, Father God. And everyone said, Amen. Awesome. Take a seat. Isn't it good that you can just be yourself with God? He actually... He actually really enjoys just kind of hanging out with you, living your, living your, your life, you know. He really enjoys that. 
And um, thank you, Janet, for that word. That was amazing. And uh, it's always good when um, you prepare a message and someone who has a prophetic gifting uh, confirms your message is from God. So it's pretty good. Thank you, Janet. Because uh, I was quite nervous there for a minute. Uh, <laughs> but this morning I, I wanted to talk to you about some stuff that I needed changing in my mindset and uh, in my heart. And I have recently experienced some inner healings. Now, these three, these three words, I believe they're gifts from God. And I believe that they've been gifted to me as something really important that I need to work on and, and, and change in my life. And um, these three words, or these three topics, or gifts from God, the first one is freedom. Now, freedom, I'm not talking about freedom as in freedom in the context of salvation. I believe everyone here, if you've committed your life to Jesus Christ, you're saved. Um, I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I'm talking about in the context of a Christian who has been a Christian for a very long time, but has been struggling with that one thing, that one thing that just, it just seems to hold them back. That one thing that, you know, the, the Bible talks about um, that we are to put down that sin that so easily entangles us so that we can run the race, so that we can persevere, but... That the freedom I'm talking about is freedom from that one insecurity, that one mindset that for some reason is just always holding you back. And just recently, I had some inner healing and I realized that I needed to, uh, before the inner healing session, I needed to find the root or the cause of this problem because um, I've been kind of, plateauing for the last eight to ten years as a Christian, you know, and, and, and I've almost gotten really good at playing the Christian card, do you know, do you know what I mean? And it kind of gets a little bit mundane, a little bit boring, and a little bit over it, and so recently I just, you know what God, I'm a little bit over, what is stopping me from getting to the next level? Why am I not breaking through the glass ceiling? There's this one thing that's just holding me back. What is this, God? So in this ministry time that I've had with uh, this ministry, uh, inner healing uh, ministry, we sat down the processes. This guy comes to your house and he prays and you pray with him. We both ask the Holy Spirit to reveal this one thing that's holding me back or this root, this root. And so before I get to that, I just want to, because there are some people here who don't know my history. Um, but my, my past was, was actually quite, quite abusive. I, I, I've had a traumatic childhood. I was raised by my stepdad. And um, I was just thinking there that my spiritual family was thinking, here we go again, talking about us. <laughs> Calm down, mate. Take it easy. Just, just, this is for the people who don't know my story, okay? Relax, family. <laughs> anyway, um, my, my, step, my stepfather raised me, and he was really quite abusive. My mother, um, my mother was uh, verbally abusive, and living at home growing up as a child, um, it was like I, was, I wasn't walking on eggshells. I was actually living on eggshells. I was always kind of had my guard up and, 
and I was always protective of myself and, and uh, I never trusted uh, parents or, or people in authority because they would just hurt and abuse me and um, I felt worthless and all of this stuff. So this is, this is my upbringing. And so 44 years later, I've got deliverance. So I'm set free, I'm a Christian, but there's this one area that I'm still struggling in. And so I'm back to the present day, I'm, I'm sitting with this minister and he's ministering to me. And we're both asking God, God, please reveal this root. What is the root of this thing that just keeps holding me back? Uh, every time I'm stressed, every time I'm under pressure, I seem to want to control things. And then I run to this, to these, 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 um, bad habits that just really just it's not who I am as a son and and I'm just been struggling with this for for ages and ages and I I I just seem to always want to control people and situations and and I I want to get rid of this God I want to know who the real Sully is who who am I as a son I want to know who you are father you you got to be more than just a religious experience it's got to be more than just standing in the front row and worshiping you. I want the reality of your, of your heart. I want, to, I, I want to know the essence of who you are. And if it means me dealing with this root, dealing with this thing, then I'm going to deal with it today. And so we started praying. The Holy Spirit revealed a word. And he told me, um, he told me the word was safety. And I was, I was quite taken back. What do you mean safety? And then it made sense. When I was a child, I, I wanted to control the environment so that I was safe. And that's all I was looking for was safety. I wanted to be in a place where my parents was going to provide that safety for me, but they didn't. So what did I do? I took the trust away from God and I took control of my own safety. And so what was holding me back was I couldn't trust God because I saw God as, as an authority that I couldn't trust because eventually he's going to hurt me. And so we're, we're, we're going through this process and, and we're both excited. Oh, yes, we found the root. The root is, is safety, the word safety. I need, to, I need to repent and trust God. And then he said, there's something else that I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit. Have you, have you ever made vows when you were a child? Did you ever wish that your parents were dead because of the abuse? And it clicked. When, I was, when I'd get a hiding at night, I'd go to my bedroom and I'd cry in my bed and I would wish that they were gone. And I wished it in my heart. And I would always say to myself, if I was ever to have kids, I will never treat them like my parents has treated me. And as soon as that information was revealed, I saw this picture of me inside my old house, inside a cot. I was two years old, and I was standing up crying in my old house, crying. And I looked, I looked around trying to find my, my parents, and they were gone. And I felt in my heart, I could feel what was happening in this scenario. And he was a, uh, I was... I felt like my parents had abandoned me. And I explained this to this, to this minister. And then he told me, well, you need to repent. 
And you need to hand over your parents to God so that you can be set free from this. You need to ask for forgiveness for holding this grudge against your parents, against the people that you trusted that abused you. And so I repented before God and I honored my parents by releasing them to my father, to, to, to Jesus. As soon as that happened, I felt like I was wearing a camper, a camper bag, a camping bag filled with massive rocks. And I had just taken it off my shoulders and put it on the ground. And I could feel the weight no longer on my shoulders. And then I saw that picture again of me crying in the cot. And, but this time it was different. I saw Jesus walk into the, to the scenario, grab me, grab me as a child out of the cot and held me in his arms. And at that second, my mind just, it just changed. My mind went from being an orphan to now being a son that is loved by a father. I could see clearly that Jesus was wearing a warrior's uh, armor suit. Of course he would be. Of course. (laughs) And he definitely wouldn't be wearing a rainbow shirt. (laughs) Nothing wrong with rainbow shirts. What I felt right there was I felt free. Free from this mindset that I am fatherless. It gave me, it gave me courage. It broke something inside of my heart. It set me free. Free to do what? Free to love him more. I fell in love with Jesus even more. This was my glass ceiling I had just broken through. And all I needed to do was find the root of what was causing me from breaking through. You know, there are many Christians that are going to church today. And they're still carrying around with them the camping bag of unforgiveness. They're carrying with them inside all of of them, unknowingly, the vows that they have made against others, against their parents, against their siblings, against their friends, against whatever situation. They're they're carrying this stuff and they're, they're, they're asking themselves, why am I doing the same thing over and over and over and over and I can't seem to transition to the next level? If, 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 you, if you can relate to me, we, we, we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to have a prayer team um, at the end of the service. And we're going to get some stuff sorted. We're going to get some stuff sorted. So this is the freedom that I'm talking about. This is the freedom that I'm talking about. Now, in my case, it was, it was you know, it was kind of extreme, my case. But for, for some of you, it might be insecurity. For some of you, it might be, you're just really good at, um, you're not really good at saying no. You're really good at saying yes to everything and it becomes a habit that you just always stress out and burn out and then all of a sudden, you know, you're just breaking a wall. There's an area in every single person's life right here, right now. I'm not the only one because I know you're human too. (laughs) If I'm not perfect, neither are you. (laughs) So don't sit there like you're... (laughs) 
But freedom, freedom to be able to, to truly embrace God. I see him as my father now. I don't feel like an orphan anymore. I've broken through. Freedom gives you the choice to do good. It sets you apart to have, a, to have love as your filter. That's what freedom does. When you are free to do what you've been called to do, you're a more effective to the people in your community and the people around you and the kingdom. John, uh, 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out all fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. I always used to be scared of everything. I used to try and control every situation. That's why I used to love events. I used to love running events because I was the guy in control. <laughs> if you were at the door and you were slacking off, boy, you're going to know about it. <laughs> I loved it. It was programmed, systematic. It was like everything's on a run sheet because I'm in control. Now that I'm getting my, my stuff sorted out, I'm not so good at running events anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, you just do it. It's okay, bro. All good. Just do whatever. <laughs> so those are the, um, that was the first word that God revealed to me, freedom. The second word that God revealed to me was uh, voice. And the third one was calling. And I realized, I realized what the enemy was trying to do. He, his job description is to steal, kill, and destroy. We all know that, right? He was trying to steal my freedom, kill my voice, and destroy my calling. I think that it's, it's the same for every Christian. That is his job description, and I believe that every Christian has a right to be free, and has a right to speak out. When you, when you are a slave, your first right that is taken away from you is your voice. You are not allowed to have a voice. When you come into the kingdom and you are set free, you are empowered by the Holy Spirit to speak out. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit to have a voice. He gives you a voice. What you do with that voice is up to you. What you do with your freedom is up to you. The Bible says, do not use your freedom to do evil, but use your freedom to do good. Do you know that there are three things that happens when you do not speak out? The first thing that happens is this. Nothing happens. (laughs) That's a pretty deep one, right? If you don't pray for the sick... The sick doesn't get healed, right? So nothing happens. The Holy Spirit doesn't get empowered. The Holy Spirit doesn't flow through you. Nothing moves. So it's pretty stagnated, right? The second thing that happens when you don't speak out is that you empower darkness. You empower darkness. But you, but I'm a nice Christian. I don't like confrontation. I don't like, uh, 
you know, I, what about, what about um, speaking in my mind and praying in my head? And uh, well, what, about, what about darkness that's selling our young girls into slavery or the injustice that's happening in our society and you just kind of say nothing, do nothing? That's empowering darkness. God has given you all a voice. You have a voice to speak to your... You have a voice that is able to proclaim the gospel to your workmates. You are able to tell your friends at school that you love them, that you, are, you, you, you give them words of encouragement. You have been given a voice to speak against the evil that is coming towards you. You have, you have been given the right to speak and stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. You have the right to pray against the work of the enemy. You have the right to proclaim the gifts that God has given you, that God has installed for you. You have the right to stand up and say, I declare freedom over my, my family. <sighs> to voice your love to your family, your friends, your neighbors, and your work, work friends and community. God died so that you could have a voice, not so that you can be silent. You know, it's more evil for you to do nothing than it is for you to actually commit the sin. Because that's all, all it takes is for someone to ignore what's happening in our community. Did that make sense? Jesus, can you revise that? <laughs> Arthur Stacy. He's a, I heard of this story about this guy who, he was a criminal most of his life. And uh, he, he was pretty much an uh, alcoholic. And then uh, one day he gives his life, he gets converted. He's quite illiterate. But one thing, he, he, he heard uh, a preacher preach about the message of eternity. And so this guy... Because he, he wasn't illiterate, he couldn't speak, he, he, he wanted to communicate or do something for, for the kingdom. Just one thing. And so the Holy Spirit told him, I want you to go and write the word eternity on, my, on the streets of Sydney. And so that's all he did, was he wrote the word eternity. And for 20 plus years, all of Sydney were trying to figure out who this person was that was was uh, drawing this word eternity. And then they found out it was this guy who radically got saved, named Arthur, Arthur Stacy. And his legacy is, in the year 2000, I mean, years later he had died, in the year 2000, the Sydney Council decided that they were going to do the fireworks on New Year's Eve, and they were going to put on the Harbour Bridge the word Eternity. This is a guy that was illiterate. He, he just wanted to do something to advance the, 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 um, the gospel, to advance the kingdom. And he just took this little thing, and he was just faithful at that and just did that. And that changed people's hearts, changed people's lives. It changed the city. What do you have in your hands that you can use so that you can voice out the gospel this year? Now that your minds have changed, I mean, last week we had a powerful sermon from Mel. We were in uh, Kaitaia, Henderson Bay, 
And we made sure we were not going to miss that podcast. And so at 6.30, we were listening to Mel. That was an amazing message. Here's the question. What have you done with that message since you heard it? <laughs> that's, the real, that's the real, anyone can listen to a podcast. But how is that going to be practically be put into place in your own life? So God has given you a voice. God has given you something to say. God has given you, and this is the third, third word that I, that's been really important for me, a calling. God has given you a calling. God has given you a calling and a responsibility. You have been placed in the kingdom so that you can help advance the kingdom. You all have gifts and talents, something that you can, you, you're all called to participate in this. In what area, whatever area, I'm not going to control the area that you serve in, but uh, uh, what I'm saying is you've been given a calling. What is that calling? If you're asking the question, how do I find the calling? Well, I want to start with this. Just do anything. Do, a, do, do, do anything. Cafe, hospitality, move chairs around, tell someone you love them, buy someone flowers, preferably your own husband. <laughs> no, the other way around, eh? It's the husband that buys the girls. Of, yeah, that's it. Just start with whatever. The, the, here's the thing. It's the attitude. It's the attitude. If you are a teachable person, if you are a teachable person, it's going to be easy for the Holy Spirit to work with you. But if you are not a teachable person, then it's going to delay a little bit. But you will get there. <laughs> here's some of my thoughts. <sighs> On the way... On, 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 finding, on, on finding your calling. Seek after God first with your heart. Seek after God first. Have a heart-to-heart relationship with your Father. Don't go, to, don't go to God because you want a calling. Go to God because you want Him. And out of that relationship, you will receive what you've been called to do. Heart-to-heart. Learn to teach yourself how to be teachable. Do whatever it takes to learn about God by others. Teach yourself how to be teachable. No one's going to do it for you. You know, the ones that, here's, I'm just going to put it, put it out there. You can tell the ones who are not teachable because they're still stuck in the same stuff they have been stuck in for the last 25 years. Sorry, I can't work with someone like that. I don't think God can either. He's patient. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Position yourself to serve at all times. Ask God to teach you how to be humble so that your heart will be ready to serve at any time. When your family has a family function and the dishes need to get done, don't wait to get told. Just go and serve. You know, these are basic fundamentals of how to be a Christian. Just serve. Have the heart's attitude. If your neighbors are struggling to push the lawnmower across the, the lawns, go and help. I don't know, just do something. Just be ready to serve. 
You know, if Trent was to say, right now he needed me to go to blah, I will find a ticket that goes to blah, and I'll go to blah. If, 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 I, if I don't know how to serve within my own house, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. It's kind of got lost in all these thoughts. <laughs> anyway, I'll let you finish that. <laughs> What I'm saying is, learn to teach yourself how to serve. Be ready to serve. It is an honor and a privilege to serve. Trust me, it's an honor and a privilege to serve. That is, that, that is one of the greatest gifts that God has given you. The ability to be able to use your hands to, to help someone, to serve someone. That is the best thing that I have ever experienced in my own life. That's gotten me where I am today is because of the heart and the attitude of I will do whatever it takes. If I'm working for someone like Tuvalu, if Tuvalu hires me to do a building job, my heart's attitude is not Monday to Friday, 7 to, seven to 5, I'm just going to do a relaxed job. No, I want Tuvalu's job to be the best job in the whole entire world. I will serve the guy. You know, the attitude is wherever you're at, whether you're at home. And because of that, because if you, if you build that inside of you, if you just get those three things, heart to heart with God, um, a serving attitude, and um, learning to teach yourself how to be teachable, if you just focus on those three things, I promise you, God and all of heaven will push you to your, your calling eventually. Because he will see that you have, you can be trusted with the secrets of the kingdom. Does that make sense? Would you, uh, would, if you had, if you had a million dollars and you wanted to start a business and you were running a business somewhere else, would you give, would you give the reins to someone who is not teachable, doesn't want to serve, and uh, doesn't want a heart to heart relationship? Would you give, would you empower that person to run your business for you? Of course you wouldn't, because he's going to take the money and run off. <laughs> he's going to go spend it on whatever he wants, right? What are, you, well, what are you going to look for? You're going to look for someone that you have a heart-to-heart relationship. You connect with the person. He, that person has a good attitude. He's, he, he's, he's a guy that you say, oh, I need this done, but I'm really busy. He's like, man, don't worry, I got it. Well, what do you need? What do you need? Here's, here's a new trick. When your boss asks you or starts to ask you about something, say this. What do you need? Tell me. What do you need? You're going to get a promotion pretty soon, buddy. I promise you that. Anyway, thank you, Jesus, for... So in conclusion... <laughs> I want to give... I want to give an opportunity for those to, to come up and get prayer. For if you've been, if you are wanting to, to go to the next level in your relationship, and you have been struggling to move from that position because you've been stuck there for a while, and you want to go to the next level, you want that transition, that your mind tra- um, changed. I want, I want to, you to come up and get some prayer. I want you to come up and get some prayer. Get some freedom so that you'll be able to start this year with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> and that you can discover who you are. 
discover who you are. That was, that was all I was after. I wanted to know two things. I wanted to know who I was, and I wanted to know who my father was. My, step, my stepdad didn't really show me what a father figure looks like, and my real dad didn't even want me. So I was looking for that father role model, and I found it in Jesus. I found it in Christ. I'm not scared of anything or anyone anymore because I know my father's got me. If you, if you need to give Jesus Christ the permission to come into your heart and get healing for this area that you've been struggling in, whatever it is, that's been holding you back, I want you to come up and get some prayer from our prayer ministry team. If you're a person who hasn't, hasn't had a voice or hasn't had the... Yeah, we just, we just want to pray for you so you can have a voice. You can speak out. And a calling, if you're, you're at a place right now where you're, you're wanting to find out what your calling is and you want to know uh, what's, what's the next level for you, then I also want you to come up so that our team can prophesy over you and speak words of encouragement and, uh, and pray for that situation. Amen? Yeah. Are you guys, guys all right? Yeah? We, are we good? <laughs> Why don't you stand up and just relax? Yeah, I just want to pray some more, and then we're going to get into some. Um, can we have the prayer ministry team just come up, please? So just close your eyes. Position yourself to receive words of encouragement from the Holy Spirit. Close your eyes. Yeah, we thank you, Father, that um, in the beginning of this month we heard from Teresa and she told us that all we needed to do was just to trust you, God. We heard from Kevin the value of understanding that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we learned from Mal last week that, you know, it's about a process, learning our own process to communicate with you, Father. And this morning... We thank you that, that we are free, that you've given us a voice, and that you have given us a calling. And this year, in 2019, we want to be useful in your kingdom. We don't want to just sit by and watch other people participate, but we want to be uh, active. And so this year, we just, right now, right across this room, We just commit to you right now, Papa God, that this year is the year where we change and we break through the things that has been holding us back for so many years. And so if we need to repent, we will repent. If we need to forgive, we will forgive. But Papa God, we want to know you more. We want more of you in our lives. We thank you so much that you care for us. And that you love us, that you're a loving Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.